Welcome back to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast. Derek, we spent a long time queuing for a concert. <laughs> oh, we were ready to talk about. We were there. We were. We could have had the barrier. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about a fun little show we went to on December 15th. It's been, it's almost been a month already. How crazy to think about. So there was a, uh, in Provo, there's a nice little venue called Velour that uh, for the Utah music scene, for the Imagine Dragons, I don't know about the used, but uh, sure. Neon Trees, Neon Trees sure. um, these are bands that got their start in places like this. Uh, it's a famous in that sphere. Um, I've only been there once before, but uh, they announced a an all-star Christmas special where a bunch of different vocal bands and artists were going to come play some... Uh, I guess they did, they did it for two days, but we went the first night where Robbie Connolly, who is one of the touring musicians, for those of you who are uh, diehards, you know about this, but Robbie's one of the touring musicians that then going to play, and he was billed as a member of Fictionist and of The Killers. And we heard about it on Reddit and decided to go. I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did, too. At first, it was one of those things where I had done a whole lot of Christmassy things. And I'm like, well, I probably should. And you said that. I was like, you should go support Watch Rock. Like, support, you know, our, our, our local guys when they're around. And local music's always a good thing. And the floor has a pretty good reputation. I thought I'd been there before. But I think I'd been, was there a place called Muse, Muse Music that was there by it? I think I'd been to Muse Music a few times. I saw the bands before they graduated to the lore, but never made it to the lore. So I went into it thinking I'd been to the venue and kind of knew the outlook. And when we walked in there, I'm like, oh, this is different than I thought. And they had it all kind of decked out in Christmassy. Uh, one thing that I kind of forgot about was Jimmy's love for Christmas music is about like my love for Christian rock. So <laughs> well, we're getting in line and, uh, and, uh, I like to make fun of Provo a little bit too and have some fun stuff there. But there's kind of this counterculture and uh, Provo, it's a nice, I mean, it's a great venue, great fans. Uh, they got a good scene down there. So when we're, we're getting in line and everybody's just conforming and there's, I think I made some joke to my wife about if this was a real city, people would be chain smoking and uh, nobody would be listening to what was going on. But everybody gets in the same line and you're just there nicely. And then you go in and they offer you hot chocolate for free. Like, they offered you hot chocolate to go enjoy the show, uh, just complimentary. And then you just go and find you a spot to sit down, and it's very festive and decked out. Very nice. Can't can't say anything nicer about the, the, the venue and the people. But I kind of like that there's this counterculture uh, crowd in Provo, and that seemed to be kind of a meeting spot for them. So uh, anyway, going into it, and Jimmy's like, you know, I hate Christmas music, basically. I'm like, no, this is, this is going to be a fun night. Because <laughs> I don't. I mean, there's a certain time of the year, um, and that was Jimmy's point. If it was good, we'd do it all year long. Like, And then I'm like, well, you go to church and sing about Jesus all year long, so there. But not his birth, I guess. So uh, technicality, uh, Christmas music is there for uh, like November to December, dark and cold, and it just gives you something to be smiley about or like some cheer in there. Although, as we learned, not all Christmas songs are cheery. 
So going into it, Jimmy saying that, I'm like, yeah, this might kind of suck. I don't know what we're right. getting into. No, you make it sound like I'm a Scrooge. No, you're not. I. It's just not your favorite. You can blame Mariah Carey or whoever you want <laughs> for the commercial commercialization of Christmas music. You're a purist. No, I... Yeah. Give Jimmy O Holy Night or don't give him nothing at all. <laughs> that's not a way in the manger. No, it's kind of the same. Like, I mean, I, I we talked about it a little bit, uh, I think, on the show or something. I had a spot where I really didn't like Christian rock, and now it's like, it's fine. Like, I'm good <laughs> with whatever. And if there was a floor show of people writing their own original Christmas uh, music and Christian rocks uh, songs, and me and Jimmy were to go to it, and uh, Robbie was there, or whatever, it'd probably be just fine, like their own takes on things. But um, if it's like, what can you do on a Saturday afternoon? Probably not the top of our list or, or evening. But we went into it, and I thought, well, if nothing else, this is either going to be really bad. Because it's local, people, you don't know. I was like, it's going to be really bad or it's going to be good. Either way, we're going to have content for this show. And then it turns out there's so much talent. Um, I, I don't know if it's Utah specifically, if it's the culture uh, we've talked about before it, during Pressure Machine and stuff, like and some of our interviews. A lot of people, uh, they're born and raised around here or they're LDS or Mormon roots or whatever for some reason learn an instrument, and that's an important thing. And they develop these skills. We got hobos out in the parking lot fighting and probably going to witness a stabbing on the mean streets of Payson. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out or not. I kind of like the mean streets of Payson and hobo fights. So if you hear anything out there, that's what happened. If it doesn't get edited out, if it does, then you'll never know this happened. There's just a lot of talent. And then we're kind of going over the resumes of some of the people that are going to perform and there's people that were on American Idol, and there's people that were on The Voice, and there's Robbie. And I'm just like, I haven't followed all those shows. I don't know that I've ever watched The Voice. Uh, I watched some of the early seasons of American Idol. But they're still on there, and they're still like, well, you know, the guy did this on Katy Perry. Like, there's so much talent of, of the people that you don't even know that live somewhat in the range of where we live. Or, and I'm sure this is everywhere. I know we've talked about with Ted and uh, some of those guys that he was playing with. They're just down in Vegas, and they're posting. They're playing around shows in Vegas. Like, uh, just because you don't make it big or get a major record contract at the age of 19 and, and get skyrocketed up to the, the charts and you're the next big thing, doesn't mean that there's not just a ton of talent out there. So uh, that was my first thought is this could be really like, I don't know, this could be like a hometown talent show kind of thing, <laughs> and, and Robbie's like the, the headliner or... You know, we'll see what happens. And going into it from from the start, I'm just like, there is a lot. Like, it just surprises me. I forget. And then I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, people are. As soon as the first person opens their mouth. Yeah, like, people are just good at things. And, like, I, there's, it's amazing that somebody's that good at something that I don't know about that lives just here. And I could, like, I just sit there to say, I couldn't do, like, you give me a million lifetimes and a million chances. And that's all I do for these million lifetimes. I can come up with something that good. If I if that was my main focus in life and that was all I was trying to do, I could not do that. And this is like, I, I, there was one guy that got up and performed. He's like, yeah, I wrote this this afternoon. And I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. He didn't even put any thought into it. Like, you know, I had to come up with a Christmas song, so here's one. And then it's just like, that's amazing. He did that in his spare time this afternoon while I was, you know, going down to get me a big gulp and some bubble gum out of the 7-Eleven. And what am I doing with my life is somewhat of what I think is like, man, maybe I'm squandering my life and opportunities here. I don't know. I had some deep thoughts on this Christmas album or album, Christmas concert. I was a little bit 
worried about how far back we were going to have to sit. You know, it's a small venue, so I wasn't too worried. But I was like, if we're going to get some some video or pictures for the for the for the fans, for we hope we're going to this. Uh, I don't know how good my, this picture is going to be in a dark room from the back of the room uh, with my camera. But we showed up not that much sooner than the uh, it was, the time it was supposed to start, and there were some people. There was a small group of four or five people milling around the door. I thought, oh, I went, they're waiting for somebody or this is the line. <laughs> it was the line. It was amazing. You know, we talked to all these people who go 10 hours before a show to, to line up and uh, to try to be first. And we were there about five minutes early and we were the second group in line. Yeah. So we were definitely nice. We're too old for rock and roll a little bit. I think it was, uh, the, well, the doors, they're surely going to start on time. This is a. A punctual event. They they published the time. Why won't they start at eight o'clock or whatever it was? So we get there, yeah, uh, eight fifty five, seven fifty five, or or whatever. And I go, we'll get in there, and we'll be there right when it starts off. Um, they sold a limited number of tickets, so I knew we'd get in there. But I thought it might be standing room. I wasn't sure on the setup. And so yeah, when we're there, it's like, oh, doors haven't opened yet. Doors aren't gonna open anytime soon. This is a rock and roll uh, type venue show with young kids and. Uh, I'm usually in bed by now. So, <laughs> well, the other cool thing was that we saw Robbie right off the bat, <laughs> out on the sidewalk. Yeah, he uh, he went in to get something to eat next door, and I, I think I mentioned it to Jimmy or something. I said we could have just skipped all this and just went and talked to him right now, and we could go home. <laughs> we could we could just go and uh, and and say that we did it. But right, glad we didn't. We yeah, we left him alone. That was another thing. We we left the man be till uh, go eat. Yeah, go go have his food. So. Yeah, so we go in, they offer you hot chocolate, you sit down, it's festive. Uh, the guy gets up and, and kind of announces what's going to go on. He performs a song, too, which was good. And uh, the little tradition is they have Christmas ornaments on a tree, and when you're done, you get an ornament, which I thought was uh, that was fun. You, get, you look at the tree next year, and you, there's your ornament, and the, you remember you played the lore show. So much so that next year I will probably go to this at least one of the nights, regardless of... Uh, if Robbie's there or anybody I know or not, I thought it was I thought it was worthwhile. Yeah, and for they had every every performer just did two songs. They did a Christmas song and a song of their choosing. Some of them did I don't know if you would call them Christmas songs or not, but uh, most it, that was the the format that they followed for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, it was kind of like I don't know how it was arranged, but it was a lot more just do what you want. But yeah, it was basically a Christmas song and. Uh, then you might do a cover, you might do your own song. Most of them were just their own song. Yeah, so. their own latest single. or Which I thought was good because then we got familiar with these people and their music. So, uh, anyways, first first lady gets up there. I said gal earlier because I'm trying to be new age and edgy, but she was a lady. Nice nice lady. And she says something to the effect of, uh, of I'm going to bring the darkness in from Christmas or something like that. And uh, she was down with Yule and not celebrate Christmas. And I thought, where? This isn't pro. Where am I at? This is great. And people were all cheering, ranting, and raving. I thought this is going to be a night. I don't know what's going to happen, but the second when you announce, like you're not going to bring the cheery, you're going to bring the darkness from Christmas, and people here are clapping and excited, and uh, you more celebrate the Yule. And uh, I think there was some fairy talk or something in there, and she brought out a accordion. I thought this is okay. We're in for something here. And then she played the accordion like I've never heard before. I thought, oh, it's going to be some sort of a polka kind of thing. That's not what happened, and her voice was just amazing. I guess I should say they put everyone's name into a hat, and they just drew uh, who who went. So that was the same thing. I thought, well, if this is horrible, Robbie's probably going to be last, so we got to stay here till the last because he's the big name because he's you know 
And though he could have been first, he could have been last, he could have been anywhere in between. Uh, that was nice too. I thought that was a good way of doing it because obviously there's friends and family of everybody there. You don't want to favor anybody. Yeah, you don't want to favor anybody. And uh, I can't remember her name. You remember her name? Dune Moss. Dune Moss. Do yourself a favor and uh, Google yourself some Dune Moss. I don't think you'll regret it. It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting to find out. I think she was one who had been on American Idol. And I found out uh, my wife has a video game, a Harry Potter video game, that Dune Moss sang a song on the soundtrack of this Hogwarts Legacy, this huge video game that's on all your favorite platforms. There you go. So uh, she brought in the darkness of Yule, and uh, and she really had a voice on her. And, and the program went on from there. So they really set the bar to begin with. Even the guy that was kind of emceeing was talking about how he wasn't really into uh, Christmas, but then he remembered he likes coming and doing the show, and it was kind of hitting where I was hitting, because it gets to a point in life where you're just busy, and yeah, you got Christmas coming up, but it becomes more of almost a hassle than a time to reflect, and so on and so forth, and the killers aren't putting out songs, and I need to come up with content, and uh, I was glad Jimmy wanted to go uh, to the concert. It gave us something to do. Then my wife wanted to come along, which was great because it gave us a kind of like a date night. And uh, she got to see that me and Jimmy are serious, uh, serious reporters taking uh, copious amounts of notes. And uh, not, I don't know. It was just kind of fun. It gave us something to do. And, great way to get into the Christmas spirit for the year. And then it did. It kind of hit that off for me. It was like, it's Christmas, but it wasn't over the head, uh, you know, sappy Christmas. And it was a good start of the season, even though it was a couple weeks into it. There was a lot of, man, there's just, that was my, my main takeaway is there's just a lot of talent out there. And if uh, somebody gets the opportunity, whether they make it or not, I'm glad, yeah, take that chance, I guess, on yourself if you have some talent. But also go support some local music. Uh, I'm sure everywhere's got a place like this. If it's happening in Provo, Utah, I'm sure it's happening everywhere. And go support. You never know who you might see, what you might hear, and what might happen. And those are sometimes an adventures as good as any. So uh, go support your local music scene. That's one of my biggest takeaways from 2023 is, uh, you know, we went and saw Ted in August and it kind of, you know, I've, I've always loved going to concerts, but it's usually been the bigger venue types to go see Ted. It kind of re-sparked in that for me, the, you know, just how nice it is to, to go to a local smaller show you know, you get more of a sense of their their abilities. You know, when you're up close, we were able to see some of the great musicians that play with Ted and really appreciate that. And, you know, I think it was soon after that or maybe it was right before that, uh, I took my kids to the county fair and there was a tent with a stage and there were some local performers there. I was like, just blown away. Just, to, you know, we needed to sit down and take a break yeah. for a minute. And, uh, I mean, to go to this, I think that was... You know, sparked in me the the desire to see more local uh, musicians and and appreciate that talent. Yeah, you have Ted and, and uh, Robbie who we're talking about here. They're touring nationally, internationally with the Killers. They're very good musicians, but for whatever reason, you can go up and watch like to a county fair or something like this, and it's you know less than a hundred people. Intimate, you get to watch them like up close and personal, and and if you want, you can go interact with them afterwards. Great opportunities uh, to keep your eyes open for, and you know Brandon's probably never going to do something like this, or Ronnie. But but at some point they were doing it. <laughs> but at some point they were doing it, and, and uh, other touring bands, and 
and touring musicians of, of bands that you like. I mean, not just these guys, but I mean, there's plenty of musicians in the world doing this kind of thing. So check out the next big thing. Check it out. Or, you know, I saw that guy on American Idol or that lady plays on my Harry Potter game. I can't believe this. Uh, but it was very uh, informal and, and kind of down to earth that way. Uh, for people that don't know, Robbie, I don't know how much people go into the backgrounds of touring members of the band. Robbie's a pretty big deal. The band Fictionist was an up-and-coming band out of, out of Provo, kind of a little before Imagine Dragons, I believe, and uh, Neon Trees. I think they were kind of the first band of that group um, yeah, to, to, time, to yeah. get going, and they were definitely contemporaries. They toured together. Fictionist opened for both those bands. I have down uh, a couple other bands. They opened for uh, Vampire Weekend, Young the Giant, Shiny Toy Guns, so some pretty big names. Uh, Fictionist uh, has opened for them or went on tour with, with some of those. Uh, it was a group of uh, guys, and and Robbie was kind of like the main, I think he was vocalist and guitarist, if I remember right. I think they kind of had two vocalists, two singers. Two singers, and he played the guitar. Either way, uh, they were a pretty big deal. They were uh, they won some awards. They were Rolling Stones, up-and-coming uh, artists, kind of had a contest of uh, some things. I believe they won it, or they were very high on that. So but they had the natural spotlight. They put out a few albums. From what the Wikipedia says, they're still uh, currently together kind of thing, but I went to uh, the Fictionist website last night, which you can buy the domain name for. So I'm not knowing that either somebody didn't pay the bills for 2024 or maybe they're they're on a little more of a hiatus than that would lead you to believe. But uh, either way, again, if you're looking for something to go down and the killers aren't putting out new music or you're kind of tired of what's coming out there, go look up uh, what Robbie's done. Um, and then when you're seeing him at the casinos or wherever you're catching the killers, uh, you don't catch Brandon in the lobby. Robbie stands out. You can, <laughs> you can see Robbie from a mile away with his hair doing stuff. Go talk to him about if you bring up, hey, man, I really like dig what you did with Fictionist and bring up some of that stuff. I'm sure you'll get a good conversation out of him because uh, probably not a lot of people are doing that. Good band that came out uh, about the same time as Imagine Dragons and Neon Trees out of uh, Provo. And they were playing the same venue of Valor, which... Uh, Kind of cool if you think about it. I guess I'll wait till the end to to jump to a few more killers' relations with Valor, as we as we learned or talked about. But uh, Robbie gets up and performs his songs. He didn't do a traditional Christmas song. It was uh, I don't have the name down, Jimmy. Did you get the name of the song? You were taking better notes than me. It's called the Star Carol. Star Carol. It was a very uh, very traditional Jesus's birth type song about Christmas. It wasn't your Santa's coming to town, but very good. I, you know, I like that it wasn't just your toys and trains and uh, video games. It was uh, it was more of uh, the reason of Christmas to Robbie and what he felt in his heart. And I, I don't know, he did a very good job on that. Yeah, it was great. And then after that, he performed uh, a song that he's going to be releasing with an upcoming album. And was it the debut uh, time of him singing that? Did he say that? I don't know. As far as I know, it was, but I can't actually think it was. Yeah, but where did he say it was? <laughs> uh, he plays a, a, a song that he wrote and that's going to be released here. He's putting out an album, I think he said, in the spring, uh, March or April. I can't remember exactly what he what he said when it was going to come he out. He said spring. Spring. And he was playing it, and I was kind of sitting there watching it and paying attention, and I think I was probably put it on Instagram or Facebook Live or something because I'm cool like that and you can see it if you follow us. But 
there was a part where he started to play a guitar solo. And I thought, this guy's got, like, we saw a lot of people and we talked about how talented and skilled these people are. They are. They're good musicians. But Robbie's just up on stage playing this song. And I don't know where he busts out this guitar solo. And I'm watching him playing. And I'm like, oh, this guy's special. This guy is good. Like, you know he is. And you know he's touring and stuff. But sometimes you see, even among, like, there's a lot of NBA-type players. And there's a lot of college-type players. And sometimes you're watching March Madness or something, and you're like, oh, that guy's a good basketball player. And then a couple of years later, you see him in the NBA, and you're like, oh, that guy's really good. And then there's like, you know, Michael Jordans and LeBron Jameses and, and all those people on a different level. To me, this was me seeing Robbie and saying, oh, this guy's really good. He's a professional. He, you know, these other people are good, and they got skills, and some of them better than others. This guy's a touring musician. I can see why Brandon hired him. We've seen him play... Uh, multiple times, but you're not really paying attention to him. When you're watching the, the, the killer show, he's kind of in the background, or you, you might have seen some fictionist stuff and known that too. Or when we're watching the, the the Restore Conference and he's sitting there playing the guitar with him and Jake, but you're watching Brandon, or, or you know, or you might stare over a little bit at him, but when it's just him dead center and focused, and he starts playing this guitar, and I've seen people playing guitar all night, but he busts out something. I'm like, oh, this guy, I mean, that's what hit me. He's like, he's really good. And and he's good at singing, and the song was was great and all that. But that was really my takeaway from the night is, is man, Robbie is between Ted and Robbie going and watching them both because usually when Robbie's there, Ted's playing the guitar, and Robbie will just kind of do guitar, or he'll play some keys, or he'll be singing in the background and kind of moving around, filling in where he needs to fill in. Pretty versatile. Yeah, when he was just main stage doing what he does and doing what he's a professional at, it was just really good. And I'm sitting there going. I have no doubt why Brandon hired this guy. There's no question why he's touring with the Killers and he's the guy that's got, you know, two bands underneath his name up here and kind of the main, the main attraction for the night. So that was kind of my takeaway. It was a, it was a good song. You know, we can probably break that down at some point or maybe we will. I don't know. Just go check it out on our Instagram account. It's called Chaos and God. Chaos and God. That was another thing. It kind of had some pressure machine type feel tone. Uh, I don't know if the band just gets together and talks about these kind of things <laughs> uh, when they're touring or whatever, but I was just kind of uh, not impressed because I knew he was great and good, but just when you see it up live and close and personal, and I'm just like, this guy is just, he's amazing. He's really, really great at what he does. So Robbie doesn't need to hear me say that. He knows it. He's making a living that way. He's paying the bills, but just, wow, that's what I got. Uh, you know going in that he's a great performer, but to see it live and have him be highlighted like, like that as a solo artist was, you know, I went in with my eyes open, but I left with my eyes wide open. <laughs> Anything else before we go to the end of the show? Um, Not really. I mean, it was just kind of interesting. Again, uh, they did a very good job. People got on and off stage pretty fast. There wasn't too much to... Uh, Time in between the site flew well. You unplug your guitar and next day let's yeah, there's in. I did like um I don't remember the lady's name. Again, sorry. It's been a little while ago, didn't take notes. Uh but it was just kind of funny to me that uh this lady got up and was all about Jesus and God and said that Jesus might not be cool in this town, but she's still it's still cool to her or whatever. And I just thought, you're in Provo, Utah. Nowhere else in the world is Jesus gonna be more uh, popular at a rock and roll venue and improv, well, probably. It just kind of made me chuckle. I guess uh, that while... was Jen Blossel. I think she's moved to to 
uh, Los Angeles to record, but okay, yeah, maybe that's why she's maybe she's spent some time out of promo. Jess Lossel, yeah, she was great too, but she was kind of fun. Uh, I guess another thing before we move on, walking up to the venue, we didn't talk much about this, but there's a lot of killers just on that that block. You have the church that was in I'm getting Y2 video. You have June music where uh, the band's recorded um, a lot of pressure machine and other. I was surprised there's been a lot of artists that recorded there. It just looks like a house. Uh, so from where we par- part, we we walk by a few things and then I guess we'll talk about it a little later too. Uh, the venue itself has been uh, used by the killers. So uh, just on this little street in Provo, from where we parked, we walked by a few landmarks. So I don't know. This is things of interest. Nothing that uh, if you're ever in town that you'll probably care to go by and see. But it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, ground zero for any anything in Utah County and Utah related to the killers and, and what they've done. Well, it kind of makes sense location-wise that they're recording at June Studios and they want to go do a video and it's across the street or what. I mean, it was all, logically, it all made sense too, but we really haven't discussed or went to any of that stuff. So, yeah, yeah I'm it's about those things. Either. Worth noting, but yeah, that was that was my takeaway from the show. It was a fun night. My wife said, are we coming back tomorrow? It was way too late for me. And I was like, no, we're, we're not. But next year I'll come. Yeah, I'm glad uh, it was on a night when I there were... Quite a few people I'd heard of before. I hadn't listened to their music, but I'd heard of them, seen them in the you know the newspaper when they're on The Voice or American Idol. One of the groups was this uh, last year's winner of the NPR Tiny Desk Concert Contest, which I didn't know was a thing, but just shows you kind of the, the level of talent that we were able to see. Yeah. In our, just down the street from where we live. And I'm not sure how they all got together or how they go about booking it. I don't think it... I mean, obviously not everybody's from... The area, so I think I think they've all played there before. So you know the just get the contact. The owner knows knows them, and they yeah. all love him. So it was kind of interesting when that when that group got up and they were all about uh, Palestine. It was just interesting the political and uh, the spiritual and the Jesusy, and it was kind of a it was a real melting pot of a lot of a lot of different ideas on a Christmas show. I'll just say that much, but it was a good crowd. That was the other thing. Sometimes you get to uh, some of these things, and it's the uh, the hipster type or somebody that's like too cool for school, but I'm here because I need to know about them first. I only listen to bands you've never heard of. Kind of that crowd. <laughs> but this was more of like, uh, we're here for a good time and they weren't afraid to hoot and holler a little bit and you could tell there's, you know, friends and family is always fun. That was kind of the fun thing with the TED uh, concert too is, you know, when you get looking <laughs> around and there's family members of people performing and and uh, wives and, and siblings. That was just kind of cool. And this was kind of that same feel as far as there was obviously people there. When people get done performing, they come sit down and you're like, oh, that's that's their group. Uh, whether or not that's friends or family. We didn't, you know, go interview and say, how do you know him? How do you know that? <laughs> Were you on the Tiny Desk series too? But it was kind of cool to see that. And the, the fans themselves uh, seemed to have a lot of interaction and, and uh, some camaraderie. Is that camaraderie? That's not camaraderie. how I said Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. And... uh so they seem to know each other and we're kind of having fun. And it's always always fun when people are having fun. Yeah, the one girl was like 16 years old, was just coming back from a tour. Yeah, and it was like, I've been touring or something. Yeah, like, that's what, yeah. I really good singer. I think it was that one. I looked at Jimmy and I was like, you remember what we were doing at 16? Because <laughs> it wasn't a tour in the South. Uh, we were barely touring the South End of Nephi. So, yeah. Our side of town. 
maybe maybe next maybe next year uh if we remember maybe we announce it hopefully robbie will play again maybe robbie plays again and some more people can come out it was a sold out show though you had to buy tickets so it uh they stopped selling them from what i understand so, yeah they had a few at the door i think yeah that's all i really have from it was good night uh good times good bands and robbie was i want to say he was amazing because that sounds like i'm being over dramatic but he really was. He was a he's a great showman. He's a great front man. I can see why he's gonna pursue music and try to put out his own album and things. It's uh, definitely something that he is very skilled at. I learned that Robbie has he has a few solo things out already. Um, he has released under his the name Robert Loud is his performing name. One of his songs was that he's that came out in 2019 was co-written with Brandon Flowers. So he's worked with Brandon before on his, his solo stuff, so you'll find that. there's uh, You can find it on, uh, under Robert Loud on uh, SoundCloud. The song that he that was co-written by Brandon and that Brandon was an additional musician, credited as an additional musician on, is called Love You Too. It'll be some forthcoming music, but there's some of it out there already, so you can go find that if, if you're interested. Yeah, I kind of was wondering the connection, and I got to looking and doing my deep dive you know, yesterday afternoon, so that's how deep it was. But uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it was with Imagine Dragons. Obviously, there's the connection of the Reynolds, the Killers, and Imagine Dragons, and Robbie was in uh, on top of the world. Imagine Dragons, I guess he's, he's, video. he's in the video, and they tour together and play together. So I think somehow that's probably where the connection was made, if I was to guess, with Brandon. It was probably through the Reynolds family, which we talked about a few months ago. And anyway, I think everybody knows the connection with Brandon's management team and manager and it's Las Vegas and Provo and the Reynolds family. So somewhere in there, I think that's probably where it all got together. And I guess thanks again, Reynolds family. You've, you've, you've helped us out. <laughs> it's just kind of interesting. Oh, so after the show, we want to get to that? Yeah. yeah and it, after the show, people were kind of meeting and mingling, and I was waiting for Robbie to come out because I'm like, well, we're going to say hello. We're here. That's what we came for. And someone, I don't know. So people are dispersing and uh, looking at the stage and the Christmas setup and stuff. And at some point, I think it was you that told me, oh, he's over here. So somehow he'd walk behind us all. It was a small venue. I don't know if there was an outside entrance to get back inside. I don't know all the catacombs or how things were working there, but... The underground cave. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's Provo. It could be. It could happen. I guess you would know more than me, though, because you're, you know, the inner workings of Provo. I don't know if there's a basement where they walk crawl through the tunnel to get back to the front. You don't know, but you will at some point if you wanted to. You could do uh, some research. Long story short, Robbie's back there, and so we're like, well, we better go say hello. And so we did. Went back. Uh, yeah. You know, said hello, introduced ourselves, which is always fun because I don't know how to introduce myself. I'm kind of socially awkward. I do podcasts well. I can talk in front of large groups for a while, but one-on-one, I'm not usually smooth or great. Sometimes I am. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Even with when we went to see Ted, you know, we want to go talk to him, and there's other people that do. Yeah. But it's it's always a little weird to break the ice and be like, hey, can we get a picture with you? And Yeah, that's the thing. And you got to say, like, Hey, this is why. Like, this is why I'm here. Not that I'm just here because of this, because I enjoy music and and coming to things. But 
The reason I'm coming up and talking to you and bugging you right now is also because I do a podcast about the killers, you know? So it's like, hey, you know, we do a podcast. I don't know. I'm Derek. This is Jimmy. And we do the killers podcast or whatever I said. Something like that. And it was kind of the same. I mean, Ted, obviously, we'd interacted and had some correspondence. and He knew we were going to be there. And he probably had time to think of nice things to say to us or, or I don't know if he cared or not. But Robbie was kind of like, oh, yeah. I've heard of you guys, or something like that. I mean, it was kind of one of those, oh, yeah, yeah, we've heard of you, or I've heard about you, or I don't know, very nice. We took our picture, with probably on social media, right? If you go right now, you can probably see it, because I'm, sure, I'm sure it's posted, and it will be reposted. But we had a short conversation. Jimmy broke the news to him that he was credited on Spirit, right? Jimmy said something. Yeah, I said we love Spirit, and it was cool to see that you were credited down there. And he asked you where you saw that. <laughs> he wanted to know the rest. He's like, I am? It was kind of, that was kind of fun. He's like, oh, where'd you see that? And so had a brief con- had a conversation with him. I thought, it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was positive. Yeah, we talked to him about how he had mentioned when he got up to play that he'd been playing at Valor uh, from the beginning. And so I think that just goes to show how, you know, of, of all the groups that have, have made their way through there and gotten their start there he, he's been around for for all of that and probably the interaction with the owner as well i don't know who the owner is i'd like rocks is his name i've heard stories but yeah i i've never met him or, or wouldn't know him in a group of people but he's got loyalty i don't know if it's because he gives these people their breaks or he must be a really nice guy uh person because these people come back to do this and and that's kind of what robbie was like yeah this guy's been awesome i've been here since the beginning, and I'm always looking for projects to do here. And then he went on to talk about how in uh, the Dustland video uh, with Bruce and Brandon, that he was kind of the one that set up the lore is where that was shot at Brandon's on the killer's stage. version. Yeah, the killer's version. Brandon's uh, that's shot at this uh, venue, and he was the guy that's like, "Hey, let's get it, let's get it to the lore." I don't know. It seems like he was always pushing for the killers to oh, do something there and and get lore. So connection. I thought that was cool. That was the whole thing I kept saying we're going to talk about later. Was that the Dustland uh, with Brandon and, and Bruce was shot at Valor, at least the Brandon side of it. Which is cool. When, when we walked in and you see the stage, it does look familiar. And you're like, oh yeah. You know, it's, you kind of put those dots together. So like, Brandon's performed here. That, that's, you know, of interest, of note. I'll bring that up in the podcast. Yes, yeah, so we talked to him about how um, his, his album that he's going to be putting out that we would love to have him on the show to talk about it, help promote it. He mentioned that Brandon is um, collaborating again on that album, or at least on some of this, a song or songs. Uh, so that was cool to learn and to look forward to. You asked him for permission to oh yeah to put up the song. I felt kind of weird. And I, I mean, thought, I just live streamed it without asking anything. <laughs> so regardless of what you say here, I've already done what Jimmy's got permission to do. But it was very nice and professional of you. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Yeah, I've, I I felt like I should ask for some, for whatever reason to. That was probably the proper way of doing it if you can put it out on you know social media or anywhere when it hasn't been released versus uh, just doing it because you got to perform it in public. It's probably realizing that it could be public, but it's also nice to hear his perspective that he'd rather have it have some promotion to it than uh, have nobody ever listen to it. So yeah, and. Uh, you invited, you made it you made the invite for the show and uh he said he said he would. So uh here in the spring we'll see if we can hold it hold Robbie to it. But 
uh, forthcoming guest. Yeah, so send us your questions. If you have any questions for Hubby, we'll hopefully get a chance to, to interview him. So, if nothing else, I, I'm pretty sure um, we'll be able to find, like, that's, after we left, my wife's like, he gets phone number or anything, or he can get him on the show. I'm like, it's Provo. We see him around. Like, it's not. Yeah, we follow him on social media. He's, he's not going to be a hard one to track down versus some of these other people we've been trying to get for what's so the show been going for how many years? Two and a half. Two and a half years. And there's some people that we were trying to get from week one. Or the first, like, here's some ideas, and uh, we're still we're still trying to find people. We might have some good guests coming, or we might chase them down for another two and a half years. Who knows? But uh, Robbie wasn't one that I was afraid of, of finding again. If if nothing else, I'll just go to the mean streets of Provo. I'm all about the mean streets of, of uh, towns in Utah that start with P today, <laughs> and I'll I'll find him and say, "You promised Jimmy, you're coming with me." But I don't know. Uh, it'll be fun to see. Maybe we get him in studio. Maybe we just do it over Skype. Uh, it'll be totally whatever he wants to do, but it'll be fun to talk to him. And uh, yeah, they might be on tour by the, who know We might know a whole lot. We might have some. We might have some good questions by then. Months to prepare. But <laughs> but no, I thought it was uh, I thought it was cool. Like you threw it out there and asked, and he was like, "Oh yeah, sure." Like I'd love to. Like yeah, that'd be great. Someone I don't remember how he responded exactly the the phrase that he said. But it was like he was almost excited and like, that would be fun. And I'm like, that's great. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, that was the one of the cool parts about uh, this last year, meeting both he and Ted, is they were just both really nice, well, well, easy to talk to, and very generous with their time to talk to us and give us the time of day. So that was great. I think that's it. Uh, Christmas, hope it went well for everybody. Or if you celebrate, if you had a Yule season, I've learned that that's just as important. So... Hopefully you had a happy whatever you celebrate or do, or if you didn't do or celebrate anything, a good month and a good new year. I talked on another episode that we recorded before this episode, but might come out after this episode. Uh, that I got a uh, a $5 poker killer's chip from Samstown. I'm looking to give away. I won't go into all the details again because I just did it and I don't really feel like it. But <laughs> if you want to give us a follow on the Instagram, on the Facebook, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, please give us um, a review. It helps. Uh, we got people like Paul McCartney. It was the other one I saw the other day. There's some crazy people doing music podcasts and <laughs> we're like ranking up there with them, which is, I mean, I'm sure download ways. They're getting like millions and we're not, but but we're in the charts with them. So when I see like Lonely Town of Killers podcast and like Paul McCartney talking about the Beatles and stuff, I get it. We're not Paul McCartney, but <laughs> it, it's it's very nice to be in those, but we also like to rank higher and get more people to hear it. So um, the way that you can do and share the show is obviously by sharing the show socially or when you're in talking to people that might like music, uh, like the killers. But a good way is if you give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to, it helps algorithms get to other people, but however the magic of that works, uh, there's a lot of people that like the band, the killers that are on the social media pages that every now and again get introduced to our show and say, I had no idea. I literally post the show every week that we put it out on all these things, and there's still people that don't know or don't find it. So if you could do your part and help us out, share the show, uh, however you can do that, it's very much appreciated, and it helps us get better guests, 
It helps us when we talk to somebody like Robbie or Ted or whoever and say, do you want to come on the show? They've actually heard about it. And they say, these guys aren't the guys that are out fighting in the parking lot of Payson over by the dumpster. These are reputable guys that are going to treat me with respect and be professional. And uh, Matt Pinfield was on the show, so I know that it's above board or whatever. Versus if that doesn't happen and you got three reviews and they think that you're just some weird people that, you know, are out stalking them or whatever, they're not going to come talk to us. So uh, the more reputable we can be, the better guests we can get, the more entertaining it is for you, the more we all learn together and can grow in our fandom of the killers to ultimately someday do whatever our goal is of taking over the musical landscape and world. I don't know. Podcast-wise, maybe Paul McCartney will come talk to us. You never know. Probably not. But he's doing podcasts and promoting things now, so that's my that's my plea. At <laughs> some point, I'm going to give away that killer's chip. Haven't figured out how. Haven't figured out why. <laughs> and if you want it, uh, if you shared the show or gave us a positive review, it surely is going to increase your odds. I've given away NRP uh, hats a couple. Um, some went to England. Some went to, like, Upper Michigan or somewhere like that. We've given away CDs. I went to England as well. Uh, Brandon signed Pressure Machine CD. So I do give away these things. It's not um, usually a timely thing, but it will happen. <laughs> and it's a cool thing to have. Uh, I try to find unique uh, memorabilia type things that maybe not everybody has access to. This was really cool. Uh, when I showed it to our friends, just kind of took a picture. I had uh, one friend that bought $25 worth of them. And I had another friend that bought one that I shipped out. I gave Jimmy one for Christmas. Uh, I got some for myself. So uh, if nothing else, it's a cool keepsake that you can put on your desk at work or wherever you do your things and kind of look over and say, oh, that's a neat little thing to have. So long story. the apocalypse, when cash is worth worthless, you yeah. always have the $5 chip. You always have the $5, $5 chip. And you can say, I'm going to go cash that in, but the killers might put out a new record. And that might be what they say, since there's no cash now, if you bring this to the venue, you get in for free. So it might get you into a free Killers concert in the year uh, well, I don't know, 2099, whenever the apocalypse happens. So it's worth having. And if you want to go to Vegas and get it for your own self, let me mail it to you. Again, please follow and like us and subscribe and do all those things. Because we don't say that enough. Maybe this year I'll say it more often. Uh, we do appreciate everybody that does, though. We have a great community of people, uh, whether it's on Instagram or on the Facebook page. Some of them are both. We love you. We actually do. Like, to me, it's amazing. Uh, we had Sam last episode, and we recorded that previously to a lot of the things and stuff. And, and Sam was very patient with us and stuff, but he was excited to be on the show and get, his, get it out, and he was sharing it. And I've kind of talked with him a little bit since. Sam's a really cool guy. Dark gray, or no, dark white Aaron band. Go give him a follow. But it was cool because he's got, you know, people and friends in the group that, we're supporting and like mentioning on the page how much they like Sam, how good of a guy Sam was. They care less about us in the podcast, but Sam's a cool dude and like supporting him, which is, I, I think, is awesome. So it's a great community. I'm glad you guys are all friends and I'm glad that you let us be your friends. And we do. I, I mean, if not, it's just me and Jimmy talking to each other in a room about uh, the killer. So if you guys don't listen, it, uh, it makes us a lot less uh, likely to have our friendship continue and grow. So please, so listen, please like and share so that Derek and I can remain friends. So that I can stop ranting and raving. But it's giving us an excuse because me and Jimmy, I mean, we text and stuff, but we didn't get together all that often. And now we get to see each other, you know, a couple times a month at least and, and catch up. And 
nothing else. You felt that friendship grow and develop. And uh, we could talk about our times in the pressure machine and how uh, tough it was growing up in the, in the main streets of Peapot. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm just on a silly mode now. So I, you got anything else to add, Jimmy? Oh, look, Joe, go check out Robert Loud on SoundCloud. And it's so, yeah. yeah, fictionist. Just support the guys that help uh, make the killer's music happen and the live shows happen. They're great musicians, and there's a lot more to it than just uh, what you usually see with the killers. So, who, who do we got? We got to find Jake next. We got to track down some of the background singers, maybe. Well, hopefully, yeah, we'll be able to see Robert again here in a couple of months. I think there's uh, another show in Provo that he's going to participate in. And uh, oh, was that? If there's any available ticket? That Tom Petty tribute, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure with his uh, album and stuff being released, that there'll probably be some things going on. Hope so. So. If you're in the area, which I know some of you are, um, maybe find your way to, to do some of that. And if you see us, say hi. We like it when people say hi. And if not, join us for another episode down from Lonely Towns. <laughs>